Well, I guess tis the season of catfish tournaments. We just had one at East Grand Forks. Well, we've got another biggie coming up next weekend. The Catfish Capital Challenge Catfish Tournament in Drayton on the 11th and 12th. Well, we just so happen to have Captain Brad Durick and John Kirkaby, a.k.a. Johnny Bravo, in the studio today. We'll be talking about that big tournament coming up next weekend. And by the way, your show today has been brought to you by Executive Properties. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Aaron says Chris and his team did a spectacular job on the damage to my aunt's garage and siding. Kept us up to date on the progress and the finished product was amazing. Thank you for your professionalism and hard work. Hey, get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. And Executive Properties also does garage door repairs and replacements. Hey, if you have any questions or comments for John, myself, or Captain Brad, our number is 701-213-0863, 701-213-0863. Feel free to text or call. See, Al's already watching the show. Good morning, Al. All right, before we get too much further into the show, time now for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Here we go, Jokes My Neighbor tells me why are fish smarter than people or are they smarter than people have you ever seen a fish spend a fortune trying to catch a human i'm gonna start with (laughs) guy that's been in here a billion times uh captain brad durick how are you today always good have to remember the studio it's been a couple months yeah yeah And, and then you're on that side which is probably a little different than what you're used to yeah i'm usually on that side for catfish best source so. yep yep um that you've been just said you got done 17 straight days on the water yep that's a lot yeah before that it was like 26 or 27 before we took our trip to canada but you know on you know the you got a good tan Oh, hell yeah, I got a good tan. <laughs> and I'm sure you got crock pox. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we got a lot to talk about. On my left, uh, you might know him as Johnny Bravo, but uh, John Kirk could be in the studio today. How are you today, man? Just wonderful. Just wonderful. Uh, you popped in, I don't know, a month or so ago, and you said, hey, we need to do something on this this tournament. And I'm like, I know you. Oh, sure. And um, this is... Uh, Good to have you back in the studio, man. We we love coming up to that tournament. Uh, it's going to be huge again. Yes. All right. We got a lot to talk about. I can't wait for this. Anyway, um, first off, how did you ever get the name Johnny Bravo? Well, I, I bought this bar in Oslo, and the guy said, well, you got to name it Johnny Bravo's. And I, pff, I didn't even know who Johnny Bravo's was, and I find out it's a cartoon character. I said, no, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, a lot of people, they think your name is Johnny Bravo, don't they? They do. And that that's okay. That's all right. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's kind of nice to slide under the radar a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And how long have you owned the bar now in Drayton? Oh, I'm on my fifth year. Fifth year. Yeah. Uh, I love that place. It's a great place to host a fishing tournament, that is for sure. Yeah, we've had a lot of fun. Um, now, the tournament, how long have you been involved with this catfish tournament up there? Because it's changed a little bit over the years, but uh, it's been going on for a while. When it originated, it used to be the bunch of locals just go out and whoever caught the biggest fish was a winner. Nah, mm-hmm. that's not a tournament. No. But, uh, and we got in contact with Brad. Brad, we're in our fourth year, right? Fourth year at 10,000. Yeah, so yeah fourth year, year since you've been involved. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you well, must have been just took over the bar when you got on that committee. Yeah. You know, Brad, you do have a face that only radio could load. <laughs> <laughs> hey, anyway, yeah, well, hey, so, hey. <laughs> 
Here, hold, hold on. But I, oh, there we go. I also have a voice for the newspaper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Does anybody read anymore? Um, I Just actually, don't... I actually have a, a copy of the Herald right here, but. Um, I had to have something to do this morning when I was in our back office back there, sitting down, taking a break. You know what I mean? Anyway. Um. <laughs> Since you bring that up, I'm just going to give them a little shout out because I know about it. Okay. They uh, are going to do a full feature on Saturday. Oh, cool. About Gary and Bonnie winning the other tournament. That is pretty neat. Um, we got to admit, that's pretty neat because uh, we're talking about the Cats Incredible. Now, let's face it. There's a lot of people. They probably only catfish one week in a year. Right. And I believe these are probably one of those couples that do. And they've been coming up here for, what, 33 years? This is their 33rd kick at the can out of 34 tournaments. Yeah. And, and they finally... Got one. And how heard, about that? And she's 83 years old. I mean, it gives guys like me hope. <laughs> you know? it's, a good, it's a good story. Now the question is, because they said it was their last one. Right. And I say go out on top. I would, too. I mean, you know what? If you want to really have, if you're going to have that much fun coming up here on your little vacation, come on up and just vacate. Right. You don't have to fish. Then there's no pressure. You can just sit there and watch people come in and go, hey, how you do today? Oh, by the way, yeah, we're past champions. Ah, see? I mean, that's all done. Um, uh, by the way, I did want to mention uh, we do have, I have an old shirt on, an older shirt on. This is a crew shirt from last year. Brad's got the shirt on. Uh, the only one that didn't wear anything was Johnny. <laughs> didn't even wear a Johnny Bravo shirt. I got a fish on my sweatshirt. Here. Well, close enough. You know, I Spring guess. Steel Resort up in Lake of the Woods. That's, that's all right. To me, that's, that's just as good. Um, now, this tournament, I remember fishing this tournament a few years back, like when you said, you know, you get some locals show up. Uh, we went down there. And I remember um, they, they said there was a, when we came in, that somebody had caught a 10 plus pound slot fish. And I said, okay, where's the fish? I want to see it. Well, we released it. Well, you must have a picture of it, don't you? No, we don't. Okay, so the same person that caught this 10 plus pound slot fish caught a seven something pound slot fish too, but they didn't have it there and nobody believed them. And a lot of people were disgruntled, if you could put it that way. Then things start to change. You get involved. You get him involved. It turns into a real fishing tournament now where people come from Montana, Iowa, South Dakota, Minnesota. They come from all over the place to fish this tournament. It's got to be, I would imagine, one of the highest paying tournaments in the country. I, I don't know that for a fact, but it's it's got to be. And um, it took a lot of work with you guys, but this thing is really, really it, catching on. As far yeah. as payout goes, it's probably top 10 or 12 because there's some ones down south but they also have a $2,500 buy-in and we're still at the $300 buy-in hence our fundraising to make that big prize work sure and and our goal is to get past that 10 and probably increase in increments of 5,000 hopefully we get to sometime down the road get to to at least 25,000 wow that is incredible I can't imagine that uh Dave Watney says I second the a face only radio could love um I don't know which one (laughs) of that one man <laughs> now you talk about ten thousand dollars to win. It's three hundred dollars. How many teams are in it? Sixty. So you do the math. What is that? It's six thousand off the entry fee, and then we fund the other four. Right. And but it, if it's below sixty, we're still funding it to ten. Sure, because you have a big raffle, exactly. and so the, I mean, this ten thousand dollars, it's there. It's it's concrete because you'll see tournaments where they'll say, "Well, you could win this or that and this." Well. Well, no, we were 20 boards short, so we didn't pay that much, but that's not the case in this tournament. Nope, and I'll tell you the story how that came about because I still get a kick out of it. 
the very first time, you know, Johnny's the one that wanted to go to the two days. I remember the meeting vividly. Mm-hmm. Okay, because that ultimately is where the league year-end tournament went, was to the first day of Drayton. Mm-hmm. And, okay, we'll do that. And then, of course, we were not thrilled about how many boats showed up. And I remember Mayor Chip sitting there the first night, and he goes, how are we going to get more boats? I said, you need more money. And he goes, well, should we raise it to, like, 5000 I said, I think we need to be a little bit more obscene. And he got up from the table and walked away. And I was like, <laughs> did I just defend him or what? <laughs> And it was never spoken of again until the tournament was over. And I happened to walk by Johnny sitting at a table, and he reaches out and grabs my arm, and he goes, 10 grand, no problem. <laughs> and that's how we got here. And, that and is literally how we got the here. The rest is history. Wow. Uh, by the way, David said that was for Brad. Uh, oh. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you have a truck to drive or something? So, <laughs> so, okay, so so now, John, when when you say 10 grand, that's nothing, and Brad says, Okay. Then all of a sudden, was it something? Or did you ever worry? Or did you go, man, I shouldn't have said anything before I had that last beer? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, the first year, we were a little worried about getting 60 boats is Mm -hmm. what we wanted. But it it filled in a matter of, I don't know, faster than I thought, for Mm -hmm. sure. And then uh, we were off and running. So, yep. I mean, it's worked good ever since. And, you know, it's cool, too, because, uh, you know, when Brad uh, first started the Shields Boundary Battle Tournament, um, this is a de- these are destination tournaments now. These are tournaments that the guys, it's like finding a good campground or a good place to stay. You're here this year. You're already going to book for next year, so you don't have to worry about it. But that tells you something. When the guys are already putting their, you know, already signing up for it, and, and it's a year out, and it's how many teams? Six, and and we are. It is full. It is full. It is full. We're onto the waiting list right now. Okay. Um. And there is more to do. Uh. Once you're done, you go in, weigh in, go hang out at your place, have a pie, Johnny Brown. Yeah. And uh, there's going to be. I know last year they had some food. Is there going to be food again this year? Correct. Yes. There'll be uh, pulled pork and uh, coleslaw, and you just make your own sandwiches. And, okay. Okay. And that's open to anybody, fishermen and the public. So. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, that's, that's, man, that is awesome. Um, weather, have you even looked at the weather? Cause I haven't. And normally I'm looking mean, at this stuff and, and, but around here, does it really matter? Weather doesn't mean anything to me anymore. Yeah. It, it is what it is. You're going to deal with it either way. Okay. Now you have been up there. I haven't been up there yet this year. Uh, they're doing the dam work. They pulled the dam out of there. Is that going to affect this at all? It's hard to say because it's upstream. I don't think the commotion of the dam construction on the new one's going to make any difference at all. Okay. Um, this whole year has been a little bit weird on the fishing front, but I think that has more to do with the fact that it was 95 for two weeks in May. Yeah. And the yeah. fish just haven't come back around no. from that. And I'm seeing that day to day every part of the river. So I don't think that has anything to do with the dam. That's, okay. I'm expecting, I think weights will be about where they need to be. Yep. I don't think we're going to see a whole bunch of monster fish because it just doesn't seem like the fish have recovered from spawn like they normally have. Right. So. You know, and it's so different because before I started fishing this tournament, we would always fish north of the dam. And and we know how it is up there. You're, you slam the big fish all the time. But then all of a sudden we start fishing in this tournament. And I actually thought that my electronics were broke because it doesn't really show anything. But... What an odd stretch of river because there's not much down there, is there? It's the land of nothing. Yeah, I mean, it really is. It has very little wood. It has very little structure. And those, and we're seeing it now that we're four solid years into this thing. People are figuring out that 
it doesn't take much to hold a catfish. Mm-hmm. A hole can be literally six inches yeah. deep. Yeah. And that's what that section of river is full of, is that subtlety. And if you find that subtlety and learn it, there's a lot of fish to be caught and a lot of big fish to be caught, which is going to make it challenging because we now have teams that I would consider very heavy hitters in that stretch because they've learned it, they've evolved, and you know they're never going to miss it again. You know, it's funny because when we fished it the first time, my partner Kent and I, um, what we did was went on Google Earth, and we just looked at the river from Google Earth, and we picked a spot. And that is where we decided to start our, our whole career of fishing this tournament was at this one spot that we picked from Google Earth, and it turned out to be a pretty good spot. By the way, we just got a text from Nelly. It says, you two are sexy men. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> That's wrong on so many fronts. I know, I know, but uh, it's Nelly. And, and I do want to add this uh, before we take a break here because we're, there's more to talk about, but... Last two years, we have dealt, I believe it was on day two, both days, the fog. I have never in my life have been in fog like that. And if it wasn't for being out there the day before and having your lines on your GPS, you wouldn't know. You couldn't see two feet in front of you. And you talk about eerie. Uh, and, it, you know, and then once you're parked and you're anchored and you can hear boats coming <laughs> and you don't see them until they're right there, um, this year, I'm going to bring a spotlight with me just to keep in the boat, but... How does all of a sudden we get the fog like that? I mean, I know you can't answer it, but it was crazy. I don't know, but I remember that first time. And those who know the Grand Forks crew well Mm -hmm. know that Troy Weber is the first one out there in the morning. Oh, yeah. And he's turn and burn. Yep. (laughs) And when Troy Weber calls me and says, we're idling, it's nasty, tell everybody to be careful, Mm -hmm. you know it's serious because that guy only knows two speeds. Yep full throttle and stop yeah and, and and i with my boat you know i've got that bait board on the back well i happen to, to get a blackstone that fits on there just perfect so our plan was we we're going to get out to our spot early we're going to fry up some bacon and some steaks and we're going to have a great breakfast and hang out and fit it took us so long to get to our spot we didn't hardly have time to bait and i mean we give ourselves plenty of time but um yeah that's all it was in, that's in an fog and and that's one of those things I mean, you deal with. I get to deal with it on a daily basis. You just wake up in the morning, whatever it is, it is. Mm-hmm. Whatever Mother Nature throws at you, you got to do it. And that's the fun part of a tournament. You can't just say, well, it's a little too foggy. We'll wait and do it next week. You know, it doesn't work that way. Uh, we are going to take a little break here. Uh, I want to talk first uh, about Moe's Cafe here in the Grand Cities Mall. And I tell you what, they got a great uh, daily dish today. But uh, if you're looking for a great place to sit down and have a good meal, maybe breakfast or lunch, swing into Moe's Cafe here in the Grand City Mall. They got gluten free choices. If you're in the military, swing in. They'll give you a 15% discount, all right? Moe's is open Tuesday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m., weekends, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. You know, uh, make sure to check out Moe's Daily Dish, which, by the way, today is a mushroom and Swiss burger finished with Moe's homemade steak sauce served with fries. Pick it up for 12 bucks. All right. Try some awesome food that's not your ordinary food. Moe's Cafe, 1726 South Washington Street, Suite 31. You'll find them right here in the Grand Cities Mall. Well, we got, uh, I'm going to say Johnny Bravo. John Kirkby in the show with us today, along with Captain Brad Durick with uh, Brad Durick Outdoors. Um, how has the fishing been for you so far? If you're going to give it an A, B, C, D, E, or an F, whatever for the year, what would you say? I'm going to give numbers a B, and I'm going to give fish quality a D. Okay, okay. It seems like 
they're just starting to come around now. I know when you say quality, we're talking size, but they were beat up for a while because, I don't know, the spawn was kind of goofy, but they're finally starting to look healthy now. Now if we can just get some heavy. Um, there's a lot of good in mixed in here. Let's start there. There's mm-hmm. a lot of good mixed in here. We have so much potential because we have so many different year classes. And the smaller year classes look just excellent. Mm-hmm. We're just not used to seeing it because we're so spoiled to big fish. Sure, sure. And so the positive is we've got years and years and years of year classes to work with. So that's a very positive thing. In a short term, I'm used to. I mean, I'm used to 20 fish day with 10 over 10 over 12 pounds. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're getting three or four. Yeah. So and, a- and it's a lot of big fish that just don't have the body to go with the head. Right. Right. Yeah. They're the heads are like shovels, and you know you you, you look at them and you go, "Oh, that's 16, 17 pounds," and you weigh it as well. No, it's 12. You know. <laughs> but so you sit at that scale as much as I do, and sure, you're sure. getting pretty good at eyeballing small, skinny fish. But it goes back to what I said earlier. Mm-hmm. I think. That two weeks of 95 in mid-May caused a stress that just they just haven't been able right. to come back from. I mean, pre-spawn was maybe three days long instead of three weeks. Mm-hmm. That's when they get their bulk. Mm-hmm. Then they went to the spawn in that heat, so they're stressed anyways. And it might just be that they're trying to catch up and they just simply can't because they started so far behind. Sure. Um, la- the biggest fish I have ever seen... Uh, myself, with my eyes, that was alive, was uh, the years ago when I talked about fishing that tournament. Um, it was, uh, I believe, Dick Dolan was the one that caught it back oh, then. Yeah. It was 29.9 pounds. I, I still have the picture of the fish in my phone. 9. Oh, I thought it was 29.9. I don't think it anyway. quite made 29. Okay. Um, but kind of given... Kind of giving you guys some savior there uh, with, with, with the local boys up there in this tournament. Uh, Dick and his son, Chris, won the tournament last year. Correct. To, to keep it around there but boy otherwise some grab forks boys have been coming up there and kicking some butt haven't they they're tough uh, <laughs> and there's and a, girls i should say and there's quite a few teams it could be any one of them uh brandon Obi's pretty good out of grafton mm-hmm. he's, yep he's prime uh, for the taking on this thing he sure years. is yeah he's, he's always there he's in there every year uh but as far as locals <laughs> we don't have a lot of local participation which is kind of sad in a way but uh, maybe they're just scared of you boys in Grand Forks. Well, I don't know about that, but you are right. Those guys are prime. I mean, we had, well, Jeff and uh, Cora Jordheim yep. won a couple years ago. We had uh, Darwin and Trevor Lunsky. You know, they've won it before, so um, I believe they did yep. a couple they years back. The, they won the first 10,000. Jordheim won the second, and Dolan's won the third. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, you know, there's a lot of names that we could go through that any day can creep up there and do it. I mean... Jim Benson and Brian Rood last year had it put an 18 in a box and stuck a 23 that, yeah. of course, they had to let it go. Yep, yep. And they would have won the tournament by four pounds mm-hmm. had they been able to keep that fish. And, and you know... But then that polygraph would have got them, and they're not going to risk that right. like anybody else. Right, and, and you know, you think about it, and, and because that's happened to us in the Shields tournament, we had to throw a 22-and-a-half pounder back. That cost us a bunch of money. But that's how it goes. Now, people are like, well, what do you mean? Well, it, we base all our you base all your tournament rules on state law. State law, Minnesota, North Dakota. There's no culling. Now, what culling means for you people that know any better that maybe watch the bass tournaments on TV or something, and you see them take out their little which one weighs more, and you throw the other one in the river and put that one you know in your in your live well. We can't do that. You either put it in your tank, or it goes back in the water. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. If you do change, Brad mentioned the polygraph, all the tournaments are doing this now, 
you take the chance of having to get called in for a polygraph test. And boy, I would hate to be in your shoes if you got caught lying about it. Look what happened to these guys in the walleyes, you know, stuffing them full of sinkers and everything. I mean, it got to the point where they got in trouble with the law. You know, they had to give back an $80,000 boat and, and yeah, all kinds of they stuff. They gave back boats. They lost 300000 that year. They mm-hmm. had lost a $100,000 boat, 10 days in jail. And they'll never be able to show their face at a fishing tournament again. As never. As they live. Yeah. And, and, and I couldn't imagine that because well, we have a good time. I mean, we fish every single week. We fish the tournaments we can fish. Um, and, and we have our own little fraternity if you will too and, and and you know what it doesn't matter if we're if we're talking grafton people drayton people montana people south dakota iowa we all have fun we're, we we're at these fun. tournaments you know, i was going to mention this later but you brought it up and johnny probably doesn't see this as much as we do but he will and if you know he, he does it drayton the uh thing about the grand forks folks because i know they're welcoming to everybody everybody especially the, the ones who have been here before. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody has a great time. But especially with the Catfish League, the Grand Forks guys used to be kind of partitioned off in, mm-hmm. the, in, in the little groups. Yeah. And they're all fierce competitors with one another. But when we're on the road, if you know you're out of it, they are the biggest cheerleaders yeah. for their <laughs> ultimate competition. They're standing there cheering. I and I mean... Going, you know, and then leading back to the polygraph, I would just absolutely hate for something to happen where someone failed it with that group because they've gotten so tight and protective sure. of one another within, especially right. when we're on the road. Yeah. Now, okay, uh, let me throw this scenario your way. Um, say, I, I say, Brad, I, I saw those guys calling. I, I know they did. I want them polygraphed. Can you do that? Absolutely. And and how does that work? You because that could bite me in the ass. You come up with three hundred bucks, okay, cash. Mm-hmm. We will call the polygraph, and we'll have them sit that person down for a second test. Okay. If they are deceit deceptive on the rule, mm-hmm. and you were right, we hand you your three hundred dollars back. The tournament will cover the cost. Okay. And the obvious happens there. Okay. If they are not deceptive on that, you paid for a polygraph for nothing. Right. And and almost, I mean, it's not as bad as, as lying on a polygraph, but ooh, I wouldn't want to be that guy either. It's cut down on the nitpicky stuff. Right, right. I might have saw something like that or, you know, but the nitpicky stuff is right. We have had one years mm-hmm. ago mm-hmm. in the Shields that they were sure of what they saw. Yep. And they really did stress over, should they call it? Yep. Well, ultimately, what was decided is, we have nothing to gain here, only something to lose. Sure. And they let it go. Okay. Oh, you got to protect the field, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, yeah. well you got a point there, yeah. Right. Um, is there There's going... more to the story that I'm not going to get into. Though. Right, right. Okay. Um, now, getting back to this, um, I, you know, we, the campground is usually pretty full. So there is camping available. Does does how about our? I would imagine if there's a motel, there's probably not much available. It's but full. okay, <laughs> because we actually um, some of my friends from Montana actually had a, a Airbnb. They they rented a house for the weekend, so it was pretty cool. But uh, Drayton's pretty much got all the amenities. Uh, amenities. 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 <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, I'm thinking about manatees in Florida. But <laughs> everything, <laughs> everything you need is is available in Drayton. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, is there a place to buy bait up there? Or should people have that stuff 
before they get up there. I mean, if you're if you're going to worry about bait around here with these times and the way bait has been, if you're going to think you're just going to stop up there and get bait, you might be wrong. I would suggest bringing bait, but we do have a Senex that provides and sells bait. Okay. Uh, what they have for inventory, I have no idea. Okay. And as far as the campgrounds, uh, we don't have near as many of uh, the people working at Crystal this year, so oh, sure. their campsites will be uh, readily available. Okay, yeah, you know, I tend to forget about that. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, there's three campgrounds, right? There's the one by the beet plant, and then there's one downtown somewhere. There's one in the park, and then there's one uh, north of the golf course. North of the golf course. But the, okay. one, the bigger one is out, uh, out of town about a couple miles. Okay, okay. Now, another thing, uh, say maybe somebody's dragging their camp. There might be people sleeping in the backseat of their pickups. You, you, you just don't know these tournaments. But um, if they're not set up to cook and do all that stuff, um, probably a good place to eat might be Johnny Bravo's. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody wants to go there for some good grub, what can they get? Well, we do pizzas, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, what else? We got nachos. We got Cheesy bread, cha cha, sure. All your bar, food. and of course Saturday mm. we'll have the right. We'll have the food. We'll have the feed, yeah. Okay. So I want to talk about that North Campground because oh. I just talked to Jim Sandbeck before we came. Over okay. Here. Okay. The first year of this tournament, I remember going out there, and it was Jim Sandbeck and Charlie Engen had their fish houses out there. Yep. And it was I almost stayed there. It was their families, <laughs> and I stopped by for a drink and Dustin Lunsky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now. That entire third row of that campground is fishermen. Yeah. And it is Catfish City out there for oh, basically four days. Mm-hmm. In just four years, it's become that. And Jim said they're still calling, looking for more people, trying to figure out how to get in there. And, I mean, that's a whole other story that goes with it. He went from two fish houses and folks staying up there for this tournament to an actual street in the campground of out-of-towners just and that made it the destination the tournament all of a sudden became even kind of a side for some of them Mm -hmm. because they're just having so much fun at that campground yeah it's a good time i mean uh the drayton comes alive during this weekend there's no doubt about that yeah i mean we got a citywide uh rummage sale Uh, oh there'd probably be 15 sites you could go to if you're looking for an old Mm -hmm. dish or something like that well, we got family members stroll in, wait for weigh-ins. They got nothing to do. They can do it right, that. Right, right. And, and, and I like the way they have this set up because uh, the ramp is basically downtown. Right. So there's not a lot of parking. So what they'll do is you go dump your boat in and you go up and park on the street. But you guys have got the, the side-by-sides and everything going back and forth nonstop. Uh, the new dock. We need to talk about that. Going to make things much, much better. Who, who wants to bring up the dock thing here? I'm going to back up to the parking because okay. we were you were asking about the first $10,000 year and were we worried? Mm-hmm. A little bit because you've never done it before. But my biggest fear going in is we've never seen 60 boats on this little boat ramp before. Yeah. yeah. And Mayor Chip said, I'll take care of it. And he got the crew together. And that thing is a well-oiled machine. I mean, we can put 60 boats in that little ramp in under an hour and a half. Yeah. It is unbelievable. And they line them up, and everybody's got their spot, and those side-by-sides, like you said. Parking is not an issue with that Mm-mm. for the fishermen. And, it, you know, on Saturday, we line them up downtown so everybody can see them. On Friday, we duck them back behind a little bit just yep. so they can do commerce in Drayton. And, you know, kudos <laughs> to the fishermen, too, because they, they're mindful of how they're going to dump and get the heck out of there. Yep. And, and they know we're right behind them with the 4x4 to get them right back to their boat, so it's a slick deal. And if you want to... 
on a side note, if you want some entertainment, be in about one o'clock when they start coming in. Cause when they're judging, the way crew's judging, and it's fun. Yeah, I still have a bone to pick with the ju- with the score they gave me last year. I didn't think it was very good, but and that's the thing. We even see on social media, you'll see these memes about at fishing ramps, and and every year you'll see like Brad Dawkins will write something about it. You know, um, um, etiquette at at boat ramps and things like that. If you want to see. Guys that got there, like you said, that got their poop in a group when it comes to loading and unloading a boat, go to a catfish tournament because these guys are good. There's no messing around. You dump the boat. You get out of there. You go to the dock. You pick your guy up, and you go. New this year, dock. Dock. Going to be a game changer? Absolutely. Not knocking the situation we have, but we have a rock ledge and getting fish in and out and getting drivers in and out in a timely manner, especially Mm -hmm. in the morning, has been an issue. Yeah. So we have a courtesy dock coming. You said it's... No, we bought the dang thing. Oh, okay. Well, we funded it with some tournament we money. did, yeah. Okay. I don't know what it ultimately cost, but we had tournament money. All right. As well, part of the conservation fees from the sure. tournaments. Okay. And it's going to not be anything super fancy, but it's going to be not pulling up on rocks. It's just going to be load and go, load and go. It's going to make things so much smoother and so much faster mm-hmm. and so much easier on boats. Sure, sure. Now, we need to really push this fact or point that this isn't a dock to tie up to you don't tie up to any other day of the year probably right but not during the tournament it is for drop off and pick up only and and this will be a game changer it it, it's i mean it's going to make it so much more better now sponsors you guys got sponsors anybody else that's helping i know you mentioned the mayor and i'm sure you know you got to throw the chamber in there or whoever but i have no idea besides you two who makes this thing tick well, the committee is myself, Johnny, Robbie Bull from the chamber slash the bank. Jeff Blob and, Jeff Blob. and Chip. Chip Olson. It depends what kind of mood the mayor's in. but Yeah. <laughs> I don't even yeah. know if I've seen him since last year's turn. Haven't you? I don't think I so. I don't know if I've ever seen the guy total, period. I know you have. It's oh, okay. Just... <laughs> okay. He's hard to look at. <laughs> um, I know last Didn't year. did you grow up with him? No. I'm on. Quite a bit older than he is. Oh, are, are you originally from Drayton? I was born and raised in Drayton. Yes, no I kidding. No, that's that's something I like. That when somebody sticks around their hometown forever like that. Now, if anybody wants to find out more information, the tournament is booked. There is one team on a waiting list. You can, I suppose, get put on a waiting. Yeah, we'll list. take waiting list. We always get two or three that something comes up, and we'll usually end up with a spot or two or three. So, I mean, we can take a couple more waiting list spots. And at are, this point in the game. Mm-hmm. You might not get the call till the day before. Just right. Be prepared. So you, yeah, if you get on that waiting list, you better be ready because you never know what's going to happen, especially when you've got teams coming from out of state. Uh, anything could happen. So, yeah, you, you need to be ready. And this is a Friday-Saturday tournament, should be noted as well. Mm-hmm. So all the final festivities and awards are Saturday afternoon. Yep. And, you know, all the tournaments used to always be Saturday, Sunday. Um, but when they changed to Friday-Saturday, a lot of people weren't happy about it. I didn't like it at first but i'm starting to like it more uh for one reason i gets me out of work on friday nights <laughs> which i kind of like but um i think it's a great deal how did this have you heard any feedback from how this last friday saturday deal went because i mean they started at noon which which i don't know i've always thought was like about the worst time in the mixed. day you could go fishing but mixed okay um, the friday saturday thing kind of was a shock to me i mean at first it was because yeah one tournament was asking about it and fishermen were doing it and then the year 
we did that catitude during the COVID just as a fill-in mm-hmm. tournament because mm-hmm. there was no other options. We had to for permitting go Friday, Saturday. Sure. Under DNR law. So that was the first kick at the can with Friday, Saturday. And I made a point to be there at the end because it was an online tournament. Mm-hmm. But I made a point to be there and say, did you like Friday, Saturday? And it was 100% absolutely yeah. always do it. Mm-hmm. So then that's what Drayton was the first one to move to Friday, Saturday. Sure. So that, yeah. was, that was the official test drive. And Everyone raved about it for getting Sunday off. So then now last year, Shields went to it. Mm-hmm. And now this year, Incredible went to it. So all the majors are now Friday, Saturday. And fishermen like it, except the business owners who have a tough time leaving. And oh, as far sure. as yeah. my schedule is concerned, it don't matter. I just need to remember to put Thursday through Saturday instead of Friday right. through Saturday, Sunday. Right. And uh, I know you got a good group of volunteers that help with this thing. If you want to give them some love right now, if you can think of them all. That's your department. You know oh, the Drayton volunteers. They're well, great. You, Those parking guys are great. That's Tom Heine and Boomer. And Chip's, uh, he's on top waving traffic, telling the Turner headlights off coming down to the dock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob Merrill's helped with parking. I mean, there's so many to name. Jeff Blau has been a huge help. Uh, no, just a lot of people get involved, and that's how you make it work. And All then, right. Are we going to have the slots? You can't forget the slots. They're no, back, no right? that's spelled S-L-O-T-S. Slots. Because okay. they measure the slot fish. Yes, they do. And, and, that, and that, that was really important last year. People were it's struggling. Gonna be oh, yeah. Slots. Mm-hmm. It's going to be more important this year because there's going to be mountains and mountains of the things coming through. Yes, yes. And and not to mention, uh, it's an important part that they play the slots, but... Um, they got a hell of a sense of humor, too. So <laughs> they're be great. ready for a little jabbing, because if you think you can dish it, you better be able to take it with these girls, yeah. too. Well, that, so that's Nicole Weber, mm-hmm. uh, Maddie Estead, Mary Kaysme, and Shannon Hartwig. And then we have a couple more coming in this year that are going to help. And uh, they were kind of a surprise. They were just up there the day before the tournament yep. watching me struggle packing gift bags for the anglers in in johnny's one day and they just walked over and said get out of the way do you need any other help and i was a little low on weighing and bookkeeping one year and i said well somebody wants to do some bookkeeping (laughs) that would be really great next thing you know i'm weighing mary's measuring slots hence the slot thing that's Mm -hmm. that that was them not me yep yep and shannon and nicole were doing the the record keeping and maddie was just kind of doing whatever Mm -hmm. here's how this goes now one, two, let's see. This will be the third Drayton tournament with them. They did Shields. They did Moorhead twice. So this will be like their eighth tournament. Here's how this goes now. Mary runs a scale. Maddie does a lot of the other stuff. The other two do the bookkeeping. And I'm told to stay out of the way. They tell you to stay the hell out of the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's how it works now. And okay. I'm perfectly okay with it. Now, uh, when I want to go uh, just touch on the, the polygraph thing for a minute because um, it's not like you just go to the local polygraph shop in Drayton <laughs> to get checked. Um, they're tested. How, how does that work? If you want a really in-depth description of a lot of that, I actually did a Catfish Best Source on it here Catfish mm-hmm. best source last winter with Derek Zimmel. Okay. If you want to dig back through some of those catfish best sources, I know that's there. Mm-hmm. He is, I mean, not everybody has this in their town. He is high-end law enforcement trained. Yeah, he's the guy. He's the man. Mm-hmm. And so is Rory who helps him. Sure. And we get either one, and they're, they're both awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are high-end law enforcement trained 
And then Zimmel has his other one for other things, family issues, fishing tournaments. Sure. Yep. Things like that. So it is high-end, top-end equipment polygraph. Mm-hmm. And you don't just go get one. I mean, it took a lot of research. We had to sit and meet about it. He had to explain the procedure. You were probably at the very first yes. meeting we did it, mm-hmm. the first Drayton meeting. He stands there and explains the procedure to you because it is scary. Yeah. Yeah. And... Everybody who's done it says it's not as bad as it felt going in. No, no. Now, can they do that there? Do they have to make a trip to Grand Forks to do it? We use the city office because it's closed on Saturday. Okay. They open it up, and then they go in ahead of time and get all set up, and it's a nice, quiet place to do it. Sure. Oh, look at there. Okay. Dale found that interview with Zimmel, if you're interested in polygraphs. That was done last winter here on on Grand Forks Best Source. All right. Uh, Did we miss out on anything? Seems like you drove a long way here uh, to not say much. Well, I mean, just listen. <laughs> well, to you between two the talk, two of us, yeah, <laughs> it's worth a trip into the cell. You should hear us when we're not on public radio, <laughs> <laughs> public internet. <laughs> um, and, and I want to give a shout out to Johnny Bravos. You guys do a great job. You know, it, it's so fun when you when you go in. Um, some of these tournaments can be a grind. I mean, they can be a grind. I've, I've, in the Drayton tournament. There were one day I, I was done by probably 10 o'clock in the morning, 930 in the morning. The next day we fished up until that dang horn went off and it could be a grind. It's nice to have somewhere nice and cool to get a nice cold beer, get out of the sun, get out of the elements and just go relax. And it's always fun in there, too. I mean, people are laughing. People are having a good time. It is a great place. For, I mean, I'm calling it a tournament headquarters. I don't know if that's well, the right we, thing. but I don't think we enough. meant to have the rules meeting there. It just mm-hmm. happened, and we have the rules meeting there Thursday. Everybody kind of meets up throughout the weekend there. We have the awards in the grass just outside of his fence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The city office is, what, two doors down? Yep. So the polygraph's right there. Sure. And you just go up the hill from the access, and they're all right there. It's just so convenient that everything in Drayton that we need is right there, and Johnny hosts it all. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So make sure you visit this guy's – well, you will for sure if you're in the tournament. And you know what? Like Brad said, if you're not in the tournament, they got the citywide rummage sale going on. Come down and hang out. Um, I tell you, the fish start rolling in about noon each day. Yeah, the final final push is between two thirty and three, mm-hmm. and then and then it's free to go for the rest of the day, and then we do it all over again Saturday. So so fishing is from seven to three both days. And when can you put your boat out? Anytime after seven p.m. Thursday. Okay. Okay. We let you go. You can camp on your spot. You can camp. You can do whatever you want to do. Sure. You cannot have lines down till 7 a.m. Right. No matter what. No matter You're what. not bait fishing. You're not Nothing. fishing for no. Okay. And it is a polygraph question. All right. All right. Perfect. Um, you guys are awesome, man. And well, thanks for having us. Thanks for coming down, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing you in a well next <clears throat> week. I'll see you tonight. Last night of league tonight already. It's winding down. I know. It sucks, doesn't it? One oh, beautiful wow. thing, though, is the biggest payout catfish tournament is the last catfish event in the Red River Valley. Yes. I mean, how cool is that? I mean, right at the top. Close, close the season down. Shut the door on a really good year uh, by going up there. Uh, boy, I tell you what, folks, uh, if, you're, if you haven't got in, you can still try. You can get put on that waiting list. But go watch if you want to. Catfish Capital Challenge Catfish Tournament in Drayton, August 11th and 12th. That's next Friday and Saturday. And all you got to do is drive into Drayton and just Convenient. go downtown, 
you will see where everything's going on. Just 45 minutes north of Grand Forks on yep. the interstate. Take the first exit. It'll get you right where you need to go. Bring you right there. Yeah, and it's a nice, easy drive, too. All right. Uh, thank you guys for coming in again. And uh, we want to thank our sponsor for today's show, Churchill Shoes. Churchill Shoes has moved. One of the largest SAS dealers in the upper Midwest is now in the Grand Cities Mall and ready to find you a pair of shoes that you will love. At Churchill Shoes, they measure both feet to make sure you're getting the proper fit. They care men's and women's styles and offer free special orders when shoes aren't in stock and free in-town delivery. Churchill Shoes has operated in Grand Forks for over 65 years and over 75 years of shoe fitting experience on their staff and can cater to all of your footwear needs. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturday from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or online at churchillshoesnd.com. Next time you're in need of footwear, Give us a try. Your feet will be glad you did. Churchill Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. Well, tomorrow on Dirty Thursday, brought to you by River City Speedway, we talk to Layla and Amelia Eisenshank, a couple of young ladies who happen to be twins, who happen to be dirt track race car drivers, who happen to be the nieces of Donnie Schatz. Uh, this is going to be pretty cool. I can't wait. Tune in. Remember to like, share, tag, and follow us. You know, if you hit that notification bell on your smartphone, every time we go on the air with something, your phone will ring, it'll ding, it'll notify you. It's a pretty cool thing to have. Check it out. You know, the Grand Cities are awesome. They're still here, too. Grand Fork's best source is giving them an identity again.